Don't you care nothing that might be a low Afternoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, why is this a thing? On. He's on down into the pod, gentlemen. I thought we were bopping for a second. Oh. I was not ready for that. <laughs> we can keep bopping. Here we go. All right, let's bop. <laughs> What a jam! <laughs> wow, I I did not realize how hypersexual that sounded without the video to accompany it at the start. <laughs> yeah, totally. Attribute that to most of Michael Jackson's songs. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, that, that that's another funny realization I once had. A. Uh, uh, because I like Michael Jackson, but listening, not listening to like, you, and a, you like him specifically as a person, right? That's right. Yes. Right. Not as a musician. I just love the. Human no, I mean, I mean, the, you could take or leave the music, but really, as music a guy, is, just as a mensch, I mean, you're right. just a big fan. Well, the music's a little overrated, to be frank, but the right. man is. But the uh, moral fantastic. decisions. Yeah. The the the, the, the things the, he stood for. The, sure. Yes. The ethos of that of that guy was really yeah. top notch. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. He's a regular Martin Luther King. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> and we went too far. Uh, That's the line. Way to kill we the found band. the line. <laughs> yeah. Can I make a point about Michael Jackson in this movie really quick? Yes. Then we could carry on with the chit chat. Uh, I think he's really good in this movie. I think everyone's really good in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think he uh, in particular is very good. I think he is very well cast. Unbelievably yeah. well cast. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I kind of wish that the man acted more. Because I, I, I was combing my brain. I'm like... Did Michael Jackson like act in anything else besides this? And I went on IMDb just to check and you just get, yeah, like the thriller music video or he's good in the thriller music video, by the way. He's great in that. I mean, he's doing like he's doing Freddy Krueger in that. Like he's doing yeah. like a, a very or like Dracula, like a very broad kind of horror thing. And it's all very physical and oh, extremely. Yeah. In the in the sort of spirit of those uh, those universal monster movies. Like, yeah, I mean, it's. Like a very traditional kind of like um, silent movie performer. And he knows that, yeah. hence the Vincent Price of it all. Yes. <laughs> Which is very good. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, if you look objectively at his skill sets, acting falls square right in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, if Michael Jackson becomes... I don't know who who's like the bad version of like a pop star. I feel like most pop stars though are pretty good. I feel like Sinatra was always really good in movies. These are people where if they they're not great singers, not great dancers, not great actors, their parents kill them. So that's very important, well, here, that's especially a- with Michael Jackson. Yes. Wow, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> How about Taylor? She's a pretty bad actress. She's a bad actress. She's a bad yes. actress. She's bad very actress. convincing as a cat, but aside from that, I feel like Madonna's always been pretty good whenever I've seen her acting. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, she's really good in A League of Their Own. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. really good in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Diana Ross, who I would say is probably the weak point of this movie. But she's not bad. She, I, yeah. She's still, yeah, I mean, Pretty she's good. still really good. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's a there's an old school showbiz work ethic. Ooh, I got one. Yeah. I got one. Mr. Harry Styles. Sucks. Sucks. Fucking oh, sucks. True. 
<laughs> Everything wow. I've right. ever seen him in. I guess the, funny enough, the exception of Dunkirk, I'm okay with him in Dunkirk. Yeah, this is just <laughs> Adam. Ironically, he's playing this himself just, in Dunkirk. This is just Adam. Yeah. Adam trying to take a dig at Dunkirk. That's what this is. He's I'm just trying. To, no, no, we're not getting into this shit again. I'm no, no, no. We're, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from that black. He's hole. awesome in Dunkirk, but he's no. But, Nolan nails the casting there. Yes, <laughs> of 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 all movies for me. <laughs> Yes, he's fine in Dunkirk. I'm okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Dude, the, the chicks dig the styles, though, what man. What is happening? My goodness, they love him. Like, they, like they were very forgiving of him and Don't Worry, Darling, and he's not good in that at all. I haven't seen it. I haven't <laughs> taken the plunge, but, yeah, I've heard that. But he, what is he doing? It horrendous. <sighs> Just God. putting that out there. Some of it's horrendous. <laughs> is he worse than the movie? Yes, he is. He's okay. worse than the movie. Yeah. Uh, the, but the, the movie on its on its on in its entirety is kind of like whatever. Uh, but he is probably the worst thing about it. I would actually say. Yeah. It, uh, it yeah. sounds it sounds like a, a a good idea on paper that is executed badly. From my understanding of the movie, it's a lot like a movie we once did called uh, Serenity with Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Oh no! Oh no! Take that! Take with that what you will. Um, wow! Yeah, hell of a movie. Um, for is, those of you listening yeah. who think that you've stumbled into the middle of a podcast episode, <laughs> yeah. uh, the best kind of podcast, by the way. Nah, just, this is this is the intro. This I is like the to start. open in media res. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my podcasting. People style. can fill in their story. You know what came before. It's fine. Exactly. You know anyway, yeah. our podcasts. They don't really start or end. They just <laughs> they go. We kind of just cut somewhere in the middle. And, you know, it's just a it's a day in the life of your three favorite podcasts. What if we had a rule where we podcasted for two hours? But we always remove the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes on the dot, regard like mid sentence. We'd have a much better podcast. (laughs) You're probably right. We might actually make some money off of it. A shorter, a shorter episode, at least. Yeah, for. Um, but no, I I want to double down on this with the whole Harry Styles bullshit of it all because like oh God. He's, he's he's in this policeman movie that all the girls are freaking out about. Yes, but again, apparently he's not good at. I haven't seen it, but apparently he's terrible in that. And it's like such an obvious like like awardsy movie mm. that apparently kind of sucks. But for some reason, the girls are like, no, like like Susie, you have to watch this tonight with your husband. Do you Why find is he him? acting? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Can we just start with that. Like I, I don't quite know. Do you find him compelling as a figure? Don't don't not even as like an actor, but just like when you see him, are you compelled by him? No, I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm not either. So do you know where Harry Styles came from? Obviously he was in One Direction. Well, yeah, that I was gonna say before that, no. no. One Direction was a contestant. On the British version of the X Factor. Mm. It was five guys that auditioned for the X Factor with Simon Cowell, and they weren't good enough to make it on their own, so they threw them together on the show and made them into a boy band, and they became like a sensation. So I've always found those guys to be like the prototypical singing competition white kid. You know, (laughs) like I don't... I don't really know the difference between him and Niall and Zane and They're help me, help me. I don't know. <laughs> what are you asking than me I for? Have. I'm impressed. <laughs> you think I know? <laughs> like I've always, Let's when see, I look at got, him, I, yeah. There's a Liam in there. Oh yeah, sure. And a Louis or Louis. Louis. Okay. Louis. Lou. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, he's clearly not the famous one. No. <laughs> I think Zayn oh, was the first at, one oh. to break away and he did okay. But I've always associated with them with generic. Yes. Like I, I think of him as just a plug and play kind of pop star. Well, they're they're 
they are generic, but they're they have nice voices, I guess. And that's yeah, fine. But apparently they're no, also- but that's not like that's the thing, Adam. There's a million <laughs> fucking people out there with nice voices. That is generic but, still. But guys, they're apparently they're also quite sexy, very hot. No, because, because they have cameras in front of this. Okay, let's just. <laughs> oh come on, Harry Styles is a very handsome man. This yeah, but the he whole, is striking. No, not really. Yeah, he's very handsome. I, I, I don't I, know if there's anything else be, beside that. Like, it's kind of like, you know, like you watch like those Lifetime movies uh, around Christmas time and it's just like, you know, some random actor is playing the love interest and Christmas comes to Paris or whatever. I don't know if he has that star power. He's not very charismatic. Yes, that's I what I think. Like, where it's like everything yeah. there on paper should work. He's very handsome. He's very, like, traditionally handsome, too. Oh, dude, you got to see him. And don't, he's like this. God, you don't know awkward until you've seen that performance. He does not know where he is. But you, beside all of that, like, if you looked at a still image of him, you're like, this dude's a star. But then the second yeah. he opens his mouth, he just don't have it. And I feel like that's him. They need to cast him in the Tom Hardy roles. Just the don't Tom show Hardy. his fucking face <laughs> at all. Don't let him talk, really. <laughs> But he doesn't even <laughs> see. Here's the funny thing, though, Nick, is that like there's lots of scenes in, uh, in I Don't Worry, Darling, where, where he has to be quiet, where he doesn't do much. And that like blank, nothing face. It's worse. It's worse around than him like talking a, like a Ken doll. It's just nothing there. Nothing behind the eyes. Nothing. It's just an empty pit, dude. Yeah. Totally agree. I think it's a pop star problem. Yeah, I think I so. don't maybe I've said this before. We are not rigid enough with our pop stars. We need them to do it. We need them to be able to dance. That's the first fucking thing. You got to be able to dance if you're a pop star. Uh, unless you're like fucking Bob Dylan or Bruce Springsteen or whatever, in which case you're allowed to be awkward on stage. But if you're just singing like Baby, I light up my world like nobody else. That better be accompanied with some good choreography. That was the thing about One Direction that I always hated. They just stood there. They didn't harmonize. And they sang in unison the same song without dancing. Did you give... Is there a point in time where you tried to give One Direction a chance? Of course. I was there. <laughs> I was around in 2012. I was in high school back then. Oh, dude. I Actually, heard, <laughs> Adam, excuse you. Yes. You're in the minority on this. One Direction... They bop. Let Great me be songs. clear. Great song. Let me be fucking clear. Let Great me songs. die on this hill. One Direction <laughs> is a good band. Well, I disagree with that. No, but great songs. <laughs> they make good no. music. Now, who's they ever make right? Good music. I, I, who's ever right in their songs, or whoever did write their sure. songs, was very good at what they. Yeah, did. no, I'm not. I'm not going to say they're individually great musical talents. Otherwise, we would know their names. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the fucking Beatles. They're, they're no, but these but pasty white the, boys. That <laughs> here's here. Okay, really quick on the Beatles too. All right, let's just. <laughs> oh no! All right, hold what on, are you no, doing? No, 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 no. Yeah. The Beatles started out as a boy band and they evolved successfully sure these guys are doing the opposite they started out as a boy band and then they devolve from there well how is they're they're trying to though i i don't think they're very good at it i mean they're just not the greatest they're better together than they are individually where you can't say the same for like paul mccartney or yeah, yeah, well, because those guys are talented. You know, I mean, they're the, the, right. gr- and, the and greatest you, effort what they did. Have you sure. ever like just you could just watching Paul McCartney come up with a with a hit, yeah. just sitting down in a chair randomly because he's desperate, and it's like the best song ever. Uh, and I don't know, uh, I don't. <laughs> I'd love to see uh, a member of, of One Direction write a song even remotely closest to as compelling as Yesterday. Yeah, of course I, not. They can't do it. Um, yeah. I have recently gotten into. Um, Mike Naismith, who was in the Monkees, mm. and I've gotten into his solo career and listened to some of like his acoustic stuff later in life. 
Um, and the dude was just a, a gorgeous songwriter, just like a really good lyricist and shit. And I, I, I reject this idea that you have to be defined by your roots. Like I, I am totally open to the possibility of Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez or any of those Disney stars of that era evolving into like greater artistry. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, like, you know, the monkeys started out do. as a, a cynical ripoff of the Beatles for American audiences and they were mostly put together again for the purposes of a TV show. It was, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. And so I I I I have faith that maybe one day Harry Styles can find his way. I just find him really fucking boring though. I don't think he's very likable either. Well, I don't find him likable. Either. There's true. a like I god the, the the drama surrounding Don't Worry Darling was so funny and so insane. But it's like, oh god, poor Chris Pine the whole time. <laughs> this fucking twerp <laughs> just won't leave me alone. Spitting on me spitting a on him. Yeah. I'm I'm sure Harry Styles can get cast in the right role eventually. I'm sure somebody in Hollywood can figure out what to do with him at some point. <laughs> yeah. gonna... I don't think anyone does though cuz he's doing very well for himself. You know, who are we to argue with the results? I mean, he's selling out arenas and he's huge. I mean, he's legitimately a huge live act. Yes, this may, this might just be so far outside of my like, you know, this my circle and his circle is not a Venn diagram. There is no yeah, crossover right. here. <laughs> so. Is it better or worse than what's been happening with Taylor? Because she's been a pretty great disaster with her acting career, getting thrown on her cars. Taylor's and shit. doing just fine. Yeah, okay. I know that. I know Taylor's she's doing, doing fine for her. Just fine for her. Uh, but I'm, I'm just judging her film stuff here. I'm not, I know. I, you're, yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Nico. But yeah. But yeah I Again, mean, who am I? She is by far and away the most successful recording artist alive right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's not great in movies at all. I don't think she's ever been good. I don't think she's been good in anything. <laughs> yeah, but well, the all too well video at the end. <laughs> the cameo at the end is quite good. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what universe. <laughs> I don't know in. what you just said. <laughs> Let's talk about, about when one. pop stars could act, though, shall we? The yeah. movie is The Wiz. The Wiz. It is from 1978. It is a cult classic musical, an African American uh, reimagining of The Wizard of Oz. It is a part of our Wizard of Oz month, right? <laughs> yeah, no- November of Oz. What, what a re- how did we fall into this one? It's <laughs> It's just so weird to me. I forced the square peg in the round hole, and we're guess- doing it now. That's that's how we got here. It's kind of a cult classic. This movie. I mean, it was a bomb in its time. I think only made twenty million on a twenty-three million dollar budget. That's upsetting. It doesn't seem like it would have been a bomb. I don't know. Yeah, did not do well, and it did very well on Broadway when it was a uh, just a musical in nineteen seventy-four. I think it won the Tony for best musical that year, um, and became a you know smash success on the stage, but. For some reason, man, just audiences did not turn out for this one. Maybe it's long. Maybe that's what part of the issue. I don't know. That's actually my only criticism of the film is that it's a little long. I think that's my only criticism, Um, too. It's longer than the original movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just the it's not just that there's too much plot. Honestly, it's that some of the musical numbers, while the music is very good, some of the musical numbers drag. Oh, they go on forever. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. They they drag a little too much. So. That's the only criticism I really have for this movie, though. <laughs> no, I just want to be really clear. Like, I really low-key enjoyed this film a lot. Oh, I had a blast with the movie. It's a great time. <laughs> it's hard hard to not, like, uh, enjoy the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Sidney Lumet directs. Yeah. 
kind of as a hired hand. He was brought in after John Badham, who directed Saturday Night Fever, stepped down. Oh. And there was controversy around the casting of Diana Ross. That's why that got broken up. Um, a lot of people at Motown Productions, the studio behind this movie, did not believe that Diana Ross could play the Dorothy role. And fair enough, she was 33 when um, this movie came out, and Dorothy is supposed to be a teenager. Um, I I don't know. It's... Again, I, I don't know if she's great. I mean, she's not Judy Garland, certainly. But she does kind of give the movie a new energy. Yes, I agree. Because it becomes about a a, a, a young woman who who can't find her place in the world, whereas yeah. the original it's a Dorothy, different story. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a totally different bait. story. And re- without even changing much of the text and much of the dialogue, it, it takes on this whole new sort of poignance. Well, the whole yeah, I was gonna say the whole movie is that that whole like like it's the same story, but it's the but it's a different story, right? And I mean, it's as opposed to the original, which is more I guess of a coming of age story in a in a certain sense. Uh, yeah, you're right. This is more about a midlife crisis and and and. An, and which I don't know. That's that's how it made sense to me, and I kind of loved it in that way. Yeah, especially for a New York movie. Like, if you're going to make a mid a midlife crisis New York movie, go right ahead. That's right. cool. There's a lot of those, and they're very good. Well, there's one movie. The original is about uh, coming to terms with your home, and yeah. you know, Dorothy wants to run away, go somewhere over the rainbow, and she finds out that everything she needed was in Kansas all along. Whereas this movie is about venturing into the world and, and confronting the danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's compl- even though you it's do about the- somebody who's a it's about somebody who's afraid to leave yes. home. Really, yes, right, exactly. So you know, one is about coming to terms with Kansas. The other one is about going south of 125th Street. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, again, same. Not the same songs, but the same sort of content, the same ideas, the same plot, the same stuff that happens and the same characters. You get a totally different thing just by changing the casting, just by aging Dorothy up 10 years. You know, Uh, she's good. Uh, You want to go through the whole cast before we get started here? Yeah, Um, sure. It's a great cast because it's a it's a really fun cast. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk about what they play and how it's different from. Yes. The original, because like last unlike last week uh my biggest criticism was that the the characters that accompany dorothy and the things she runs into are so unimaginative uninspired um in return and, to oz you mean yes in return to oz and in this film everything is so freaking there's so much heart and soul behind every decision mm-hmm. and i absolutely adore all of these characters <laughs> i almost like these characters more than the original wizard of oz characters. whoa whoa yeah diana ross what, what would her grade be on a scale of a to f a to f oh mm. b plus yeah i'd give her a b plus too i'd yeah. pass her here oh yeah absolutely she's not bad in the movie Hunter. at all yeah 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 uh i mean obviously great voice great singer there's a there's a theater kid quality to what she's doing which judy garland had but for some reason when judy garland did it there was authenticity i i shouldn't compare her to judy garland who had some of the great film performances ever and wizard of oz is one of them uh but there's a there's a sort of there's a staginess with her that I, I don't know if it quite works, especially in relation to the other three characters in this who are, I would say, like, credibly song and dance people. It, it, maybe she was trying a little too hard. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Is that is fair? She, 
Okay. Is there an, is there a good alternative to Diane? What's what's what else do you do? Well, there was a I guess a, a young woman that played her on Broadway who who got rave reviews, uh, whose name I don't have in front of me, but she was like a, a young woman teenager type. Yeah, but like if you're using like a pop star, like because that's what the 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 conceit of the movie is. We're just gonna like for the the ones who are the you know the characters, they're all kind of gonna be these pop stars or like legends of the industry, right? So, so who else do you do? That's my question. Yeah, I I kind of liked personally that she was older and i actually think she was cast really well Mm -hmm. um because obviously when you're a young child you are supposed to want to go out into the world but um it makes more sense for her as an older character to be a little bit more afraid of change a little bit more afraid of disruptions so i actually think she was pretty well cast yeah i'm okay with her yeah nipsey russell as the tin man what's our grade a to F. Really fun. <laughs> uh, ooh. Um. A A A minus A. I was gonna say A minus. A minus. Uh, me too. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Nipsey A minus is great. We sound like so disappointed. Yeah. No. Awesome. no. 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 We're just trying to square <laughs> it here. But they're great. Yeah. I love Nipsey Russell. My relationship with him begins <laughs> with reruns of the match game on the game show network where he was a frequent panelist. Nipsey uh, Russell, the uh, the poet laureate really of his generation, would come to the match game with funny poets and witticisms and that uh, loved him on that show. Mm. Fucking loved him on that show. Uh, yeah, but but I think here I think doing his Nipsey Russell thing and doing it effectively, but. Not really transforming into the Tin Man, I wouldn't say. No, no. Our, I'm, well, I guess some are actually. So our, our, yeah. our Tin Man in this story is um, like a, some sort of like mascot or robot at like a amusement park. At Coney Island, yeah. At Coney, of, yeah. But it's also like a collection of like metal garbage. Yeah. Kind of. I think he called himself a huckster at one point. Yeah. Like he's kind of yeah. like a sideshow act. Yeah, maybe he's... The guy that operates the, you know, the the knock over the cans game, essentially, at the at Coney Island, you know. I do have my thoughts on, like, the design of these things or, like, what they're supposed to be. Because, like, it's obvious to, like, what the Tim Man is supposed to be in this. It's obviously what the Scarecrow is, is supposed to be. And at first it's obvious what the Lion is supposed to be. But then the, he's, he's just a lion. Ted Ross plays I, the Lion, <laughs> a.k.a. Fleetwood Coupe de Ville. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is a, a statue, right? But he's not a statue. He is at first, but then like he's not. He's a statue come to life, or he's hiding in a statue, or it's it's un it's unclear. That was unclear to me. That's the only design where it's like I, I think. I, yeah, I, I think the intention was a statue come to life. But th- here's the thing: this movie was very much filmed as if it was an onstage musical. There really weren't a lot of special effects. No, it was yeah. very much set design and mm-hmm. um. So I was under the impression that he was meant to be a statue come to life. I I guess. But they didn't have to make him furry or give him whiskers or anything like that. Right. I was like, oh, but he's he's a lion. I mean, they they didn't do uh, like, I I mean, in Return to Oz, obviously, they take the creatures and through special effects and stuff, they, you know, create an actual scarecrow and they create an actual um, talking pumpkin jack-o'-lantern guy. (laughs) Uh, whereas in this one, like, there's the scene with the crows and Michael Jackson, and those are people dressed as crows. Yeah. So, yeah, it is it is supposed to play as a musical, you know, just with 
a little more continuity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And all, all very akin to Sidney Lumet's style, too, by the way. That's the other thing. Like, not, like, you know, having a good eye and a, a wonderful director, but, you know, not necessarily going uh, overboard with how much he paints. There's a, there's a groundedness. He's to, a realist. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. I would give Ted Ross a B. I think he's very good. I think he's a little underused, and I would say he is the most forgettable part of the movie. The Lion? I agree. Yeah. I would have probably given him another A. Okay. Yeah, I loved him. <laughs> I think that he really had the the voice and the growl and everything down. I don't know. Well, I felt like they used him a little bit more than they used the Tin Man, though. I don't know. There was a little. I thought I actually. Kinda, yeah. I felt like he had a little more presence. I don't know, man. That first opening song from the Tin Man was like really pulling oh, at my heartstrings. Oil me up. That shit was so sad. <laughs> oh, it's great. No, not no, that. No. Not the oil me up. The one where he's saying like, "If only I could feel." Oh yeah. I agree. That shit had me. Tearing up, dude. That How about was... when the Tid Man literally tears up and he starts like squirting from his eye holes? <laughs> yeah, like a good. like a lizard spitting poison at you. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, he's <laughs> like ah, it's just it's horrifying. <laughs> MJ, A plus. Could not agree more. God, I mean, who else to get to play like a barely held together scarecrow yeah. than? <laughs> That guy who can just like move it's, his legs in unusual ways. It, well, exactly. It's not just the it's, fact that his line delivery is very good, but it's also his physical performance is so fantastic. It's so good. I could have just so watched the, the the movie about the scarecrow starring Michael Jackson. It would have been perfectly oh. fine. Totally. <laughs> and he doesn't do much dancing either. Like it. it it's they all skips. It's the same kind of wavy arm skip. Yeah, that he does. Yeah. It's not like they're showing off his moonwalk in this. Like like there's a version of this movie. Where like they land Michael Jackson and so they feel pressure to kind of use all of his tricks. Mm-hmm. And that's not what they do here. Like they allow him to play in the tradition of the Wizard of Oz, you know, a very physical, bumbling, lanky scarecrow. Yes. You know, like it seems like in the like in the original movie, he's about to fall apart at any moment. Yes. Exactly. Know? And he doesn't take oh, I, was he the famous most famous person at the time? Probably not, right? Um, this is just as the Jacksons are splitting up. I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's oh, a huge star. No, he probably, I mean, he's young, you know, obviously off the wall had not come out yet, but he probably didn't even come up with the moonwalk at this point. Yeah, but he is he is big, 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 big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I know he's big, but um, I'm I'm just, you know, he, he very much doesn't take center stage or steal the show at all. He is very totally much agree. like a yeah. side character and it's it's very effective. It's good. Yes. Yeah, he's he's really not hamming it up in the way that a lot of pop stars would in a role like this. Oh, I have to I have to be honest about like not not Michael Jackson. He's wonderful in this, but uh, also the, a wonderful guy, as we mentioned before. Yes, he's very wonderful. You're a big guy. fan of the man. Yeah, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of the man. He's my favorite person in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Michael Jackson, and then it's Jesus. Yeah, very important. Um, no, <laughs> um, yeah. As far as like forgettable, like like you know casting decisions this one shocked me and you might you guys might disagree you might very much disagree i don't know but like i you know could have used richard pryor a little bit more i wanted more pryor yeah i think the guy's actually a really good actor he is good yeah but Uh, you know his he his 80s movies aren't good brewster's millions isn't good see no evil uh or see no no uh see no evil see no evil see no evil hear no evil the one with Gene Wilder is not very good. He, he didn't make a lot of good movies in the way that Eddie Murphy made a lot of very good movies in the 80s. And that's what helped his sort of his reputation as an actor. But I love Pryor and Lost Highway. 
Mm. I, I like him when like he's actually cast in something where he acts and doesn't just ham it up in like the Kevin Hart way. Yeah. I think he's good. I think yeah. he's really good. Comedians are good actors. They are. They really are. It's weird because it feels like he's well cast, but it feels like at the same time the role doesn't call for enough of him. It's a strange casting decision for that reason, though. It's like, why would you yeah. get Richard Pryor for this? For, for that reason, he actually has my lowest grade, just by default almost, and it's kind of a shame, but I think it's, I think it's right. But that does happen a lot in movies where it's, you get the big-name person to play an important character, but the character's not in the movie a lot. Sure. And yeah. That's kind of the situation we're in here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just love, though, like the idea that you have this giant head it's a it's a metal head in the shape of richard pryor's head with like a big <laughs> afro in, on the top and everything and i love that shot where lamette pulls in mm, and, and we get a, a glimpse of the eye hole and you just see richard pryor's head sort of poking through i love the idea that you have like this comedy icon just playing this feeble fake creature mm. you know just this really like um pathetic guy peeking out at the top i I don't know. I love how he's used here. And I, 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 I think like again the poignance of casting a guy like Pryor is is really good. I think you needed a guy of that stature to play that role. In I don't way, think yeah. you could have just cast a, a nobody there. No, I agree with that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, there was talk, and maybe this has been overblown in the years since, but there was talk when he did Live on the Sunset Strip for him to get nominated for an Oscar no. as Best Actor. And a lot of people considered that as a performance, as a form of like performance art in the way that, you know, an actual piece of acting would be. And I think like, I, again, I don't know how if that was actually a possibility in the late 70s, but um, it is interesting to think about because his stand up is very performance heavy. He is clearly playing a character. He's giving you a glimpse into who he is, but he's doing it kind of with you know, hyperbole and obfuscation kind of, but mm -hmm. he does have that. He's got that fucking thing. You he's know what compelling. I mean? Yeah, he doesn't have that Harry Styles thing. You know, he's got that. He's got that. <laughs> the Harry Styles doesn't have. Quoi, you know? Can I play Harry... counterpoint to that? Sure. Larry, the cable guy. <laughs> he's playing a character. Yeah, that's true. Guy's name's not even fucking Larry. <laughs> it's not even his name. Yeah. His not name's even... like, Eric or some shit. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, I yeah. Think it's so. not Larry. Larry the Cable Guy. Daniel Lawrence Whitney. Dan there you yeah, go. Yeah. He was. He. I think he failed at stand up until he tried the Larry the Cable Guy character, and then it worked out. And he just kept doing that. That's funny. I mean, Mater in the Cars is not a good performance. No. Oh yeah, it's not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, now that I think about it, or we could start saying Ellen DeGeneres is great and fucking. Uh, oh, she's great in Dory. She is good. She's phenomenal. It's one of the great. Oh my god, it's a great performance. Yeah, it's a good. Not as good as Albert Brooks. No. Who is <laughs> unbelievable? Best when is Pixar voice performance. Quickly, Tim oh. Allen. No, <laughs> not Hanks. Hanks is what is up there. Hank, no. Hanks might be my favorite. The, I want to pick the more controversial one. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Oh, Jesus. Maybe Hanks. How about uh, how about Chris Evans in the new Buzz Lightyear one? Fuck that performance. <laughs> there you go, Nick. That one sucks. 
I do like uh, what's what's his face, um, um, Jason Jason Lee, in Incredibles. Yeah, he's good as as Syndrome. Syndrome yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Um, good one. I've always loved. Uh, what's her name from The Office? Phyllis from The Office in Inside Out. She plays Sadness. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good performance. Yeah. Um, Nick, you forgot your favorite guy in the world, another paragon of virtue, Kevin Spacey in uh, mm. in Bugs Life. That's a. Why are we talking about? I, this? I'll tell yeah, you what, John I, John Goodman. I don't know in, if I really actually like Kevin Spacey in anything. Hmm. I don't know where this. What about is Billy from. Crystal? <laughs> no, you just like him personally. Yeah, just the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, John Goodman in Monsters Inc. Great. What about Billy Crystal in Monsters Inc. How about Buscemi in Monsters Inc. That's pretty How good. about Sarah Silverman in uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Ah, not <laughs> Pixar, but I'll like, allow it. Sure. Is that not Pixar? No. no. Jennifer Are Tilly sure? in Monsters yes. Inc. <laughs> Monsters Inc. Jennifer <laughs> Tilly. Hell yeah. Hell of a cast in that movie. Uh, no, I, I think Mike Wazowski might be my favorite Pixar character next to Woody. It's up there. Um, This is fun. <laughs> let's see. Who plays Lotso in, in three? I, I was just going to ask that. I don't know because that's that one's wonderful. Oh, uh, I don't remember. It's like a big actor too. Keanu as Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. That was Ned Beatty as Lotso. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's a good one. Ah, my boy Richard Kind. <laughs> oh, as a uh, bing pong. That's right. He was he was in Bugs Life, Cars, Toy Story Three, and Inside Out. Yeah. Who was he in Toy my Story boy. Three? I don't know. I don't oh, know. I'd have to look. How That's about Rickles in Toy Story? Rickles in anything. Ooh. Yeah. Can't really beat Rickles. Yeah, Rickles might be the best Pixar. I don't think you can beat that, can you? Ooh, what about Kelsey Grammer, Stinky Pete? Hell yeah, Fuck dude. Yeah. That's a Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> that one rules. How about Newman as fucking Al? Al's Toy Barn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're a genius. He's just like new. <laughs> You know who's actually good too? Pat Oswalt in Ratatouille. Very good. That's Very a really good performance. Brian Dennehy in that as well. Brian Dennehy. I love Patton, dude. Patton Ian Oswalt is so good in that movie. You forget he's in that movie. As Which movie? The, as the critic? No, no. Who's as the, 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 the short person chef, the villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really fucking good in that. <laughs> That's a great performance. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I got another one. Ed Asner, Up. Oh. Okay. That's really good. Good performance. Peter O'Toole is the critic, by the way. That's Peter O'Toole? Yeah. Monsieur Linguini. Damn, dude. A lot of good Pixar movies, huh? (laughs) There's a few. There's a lot of good ones. Man, that Pixar making some good movies. (laughs) Not anymore, unfortunately. There's there's some good ones. There's a few. I like Turning Red a lot, but... uh, Yeah, Turning Red's really fun. Lightyear was just not not very good, unfortunately. Yeah. It's because they didn't get Tim Allen. Yeah. (laughs) It is such a bad performance. I can't I really can't stress that enough. Oh my god, Chris Evans sucks. He's not a good actor, huh? That Chris Evans. (laughs) I don't know if not not good at making movies, huh? What is he? What is Chris what is Chris Allen? Uh Test Tube Baby, I think. (laughs) I don't think he has real parents. Speaking of test tube babies, uh 
<laughs> Did you? Yeah, seg- segue us in. <laughs> yes. And he's, I'll take any segue I can get. Um, did, you, did you hear what's going on with like uh, uh, Hugh Jackman and the Wolverine? And they're like, they're like going to do uh, the Wolverine, but it's like all CGI and for Deadpool 3. I don't know what that means. Like they're like, like he's like he's he's it's going to be like like everything about his performance is going to be augmented by CGI. That's what I'm hearing. So like what Robert Downey Jr. did in the last 10 Iron Man movies, where yeah. he would just show up to a green screen and stand there and then they'd make his body around him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, is that is that because he doesn't want to get in that sort of physical shape again? I think so. Be- because I do it. Well, Hugh Jackman used to um He's talked about it many times, like the amount of work he had to do to get into that physical shape to look like the Wolverine was insane. He had to do crazy dieting, crazy exercising, like very unhealthy. And that was part of the reason he stepped away. Yeah. I mean, it's also because he made 15 of them. Yeah, and it, but it, imagine maybe, getting in that physical shape that, yeah. for that many movies. You know what I mean? Like right. he was like, I'm done. I want to be a fat fuck. I want to eat some Fritos. I don't, you know? I don't want him to. He's going to go the way of Brendan <laughs> Fraser, unfortunately. Like, you remember what happened with that with that guy? With the <laughs> what, are you, what are you comparing right now? Well, that's what happened with Brendan Fraser. He did the Mummy movies, and those fucked him up. And then he just he just kind of stepped away from movies forever. Until now, yeah, but now no, he, Fat Fraser is the, the best version of Fraser. That is true. Apparently. This is him a fully evolved form. Do we, I love Frasier in the in movies when he pops up now. Oh yeah, me too, me too. But do we want that for Hugh Jackman? Well, I don't want anyone That's to be unhealthy. That's not what's going to happen to Hugh Jackman, you fucking loon. I don't know. Here's what I think is happening to Hugh Jackman. <laughs> what's happening? He did Logan, and Logan fucking ruled. Yes, it's one of my But favorites. he's like, we're done. And then he's like, you know what? Let's see what's out there for me. Let's see what kind of serious leading man roles are are there for the picking. And then what he realizes is that, oh, wait a minute. All the fucking movies everyone sees are superhero movies. Like, he did, like, The Front Runner. He did... What was that movie about the um, the uh, the school board, the corrupt school board in Jersey? Oh, Bad Education? Bad Education, yeah. And he made a bunch of those, and he's like, oh, hey, you guys like me now, right? And they're like, do Wolverine, loser! You fucking loser actor, you! I, I don't you. know if I totally even agree with that, because he likes musical theater a lot more than he likes movies. He's been on Broadway and shit. He's been doing... Yeah, I saw he was doing Death of a Salesman last time. I was at- oh, yeah, no, wow. he, he, he he's for I, I follow him on Instagram. So um, <laughs> for years, he he's always loved musical theater more. I mean, it makes sense for the he, greatest. He doesn't showman. even like yeah. he likes musical theater more than he likes movies. That's a fact. Well, one of his uh, star making roles, funny enough, was actually Oklahoma. That's where he became like a like a right. like a respected actor. Not yeah. not so much a movie actor, but a respected actor. So right, yeah. So like- I think he likes performing. I don't think he likes the whole fucking filming in front of a green screen or, you know. Well, it hasn't stopped him now. He's such a, he's so good in Prisoners. Like, I just got He is. That movie's awesome. God, Denis, man. I just, I want him to do another movie with You and I saw that movie together. We saw that together. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that at a theater? We saw it together. I, I was home for a weekend from college and I'm like, I hit Nick up. I'm like, hey, what you doing? And uh, you were like, let's go see Prisoners. And I went, what's that? <laughs> it is the best. Oh, yeah. And then all your, all your boys were in that movie. Everybody I love is in that movie, dude. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> that is such a good fucking Gyllenhaal, movie. Dano. I saw that movie in my, in my dorm room on my laptop 
just sitting on my chest and okay, it changed our, my our life her experiences it, were very different i know really. just, no but like that movie was i watched an iphone nano second generation <laughs> while while in a tornado I, changed my life never forget it i love mostly because i got swept up by the tornado prisoners is the best that's a good movie that's uh, a good movie michael jackson in the whiz ah it's one of them days yeah. today uh, Michael Jackson in the, uh, spent, uh, so he, he, uh, he got a hotel room where him and his, uh, his sister Janet hung out, may have heard of her. What does that mean? They hung out. They just hung out. Relax. In bed together. They fucking hung out. No, they got a bunch of kids and they. Yeah. Yeah. You pervert. Come on. Got in a bed together. They got Macaulay Culkin and, <laughs> and Corey Feldman. Yeah. And they taught them how to act. Right. <laughs> So he like locked himself away in the hotel room and he just watched videotapes of gazelles, cheetahs and panthers in order to learn graceful movements for his part. So uh, by all accounts, like Michael Jackson on the set of this movie, an incredible work ethic, like just and if did you ever see that documentary? This is it. No, that came out after no, he died. No, yeah. Saw that one in the theater, too. That was a really big movie when it came out. Um you watch that and you watch like how much of a perfectionist he is and you you the, it was meant to be the big Michael Jackson comeback tour and he never got to do it because he he died like a month or two before it was set to open so you just have rehearsal footage from this concert that never got to be and you watch him kind of just singing and then like stopping the band and just like you know saying oh I, I, that that should be a B sharp there not a C flat like that shit um B sharp C flat same thing I think so. I think I think you I think you nailed that one. I think I yeah, but okay. Anyway, Wait, you think it's a C sharp and a B flat? I don't think that's right. If you listen, uh, if you if you if you've heard of music, <laughs> go ahead and tell us on the Discord. What say you, fucking me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking Miles Davis. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But the guy did have that old school work ethic, rigid showbiz thing, and uh, it pays off in this movie. It does, yeah. yeah. But he was, I wonder if him practicing for this role helped invent a famous dance move of his down the line. You think so? I'm I'm wondering. It's possible. It's very possible. I mean, likely, I would say. I thought the best scene in the movie is him with the crows. Personally. Yeah, it's a good scene. That's funny, though, because most of the time he's strung up, Yeah, <laughs> but he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. You Can't Win, I think, is probably my favorite song mm. in the whole thing. Um, I felt in general, I don't I don't think the songs are better than the songs in the original. I felt like the, the up-tempo songs were very good here, and the ballads were quite poor. And they're feel, long. They're yes. just, yeah, they're just... They're very indulgent. This kind of the if I'm to yeah criticizing anything about this movie, I mean it really. What is it? It's like an hour twenty, or close to it anyway. And this didn't need. This could have been an hour and a half easily if those songs were just shortened. Yeah, I, I, they, like there's a scene that is meant to be a take on the somewhere over the rainbow scene when she first gets to Oz and she's like, I want to go home, and it just it doesn't play. I mean, it just it's it's not even close to as good a song as that. Well, forget. You got to nail the ballads in, a, in that in a actually like might this. be why you don't like her performance as much too, is because a lot of those ballads come from her. But yeah. I don't think it's her performance so much as just 
I think the ballads just drag. Well, they're forgettable this. too. Like I, yeah. totally. I remember you can't win. I remember the lions at tune. And the tin, of course, I remember. This. And oh my god, the witch! That whole scene is fucking nuts. Yeah, that's awesome. But you don't really mm-hmm. remember any of the ballads. Yeah, that's the thing. Right, and that is the strength of the original. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, man, that original movie is really good. It's okay. <laughs> it's really. I was watching Hot some. Take. I was watching some YouTube clips before. I'm like, oh no, Jesus Christ, this movie's fucking great. That, that Victor Fleming made fucking Gone with the Wind the same year. That crazy man. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Um, all right, did you want to talk about any of the specific set pieces here? Any any kind of big takeaways? Should we explain what the setup of this movie is? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, she, our character Dorothy is an elementary school teacher in the Bronx and I think it's Harlem, um, right? Is it Harlem? Harlem. Could be the Bronx. I don't don't know. I thought I read online it was the Bronx, but I could be getting mixed up now too. They changed a lot between the theatrical adaptation and the movie adaptation. So, oh, so I might've even been reading the wrong thing. Yeah, it's possible. Um, regardless. Yeah. So she is a elementary school teacher. Um, and she is being uh, sort of pressured by her mother, I guess, to, you know, meet a man, maybe get a different job, go out and explore the world, that whole thing. And she's just uncomfortable where I am. And uh, Toto escapes out in the middle of the winter and she gets sucked up in a blizzard tornado. <laughs> this was this was a detail that I actually didn't like. I'll be honest. N- not, not so much. The- I would. Not the no, blizzard. I wish it was a blizzard. I just yes. wish it was a blizzard. Yeah, exactly. right? She just gets lost in a blizzard and ends up in Oz. That's what I thought it was going to be, too. I'm like, oh, that's a clever twist. And then I see the twister. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? Yeah. Wait, wait, you wait, thought wait. that was a twist. I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. We have a twister. I'll give you a million twists all at once. <laughs> and, um, and, and then, yeah, the Oz set here is very much a, like, city version of Oz, which I loved. It's almost um, like the, the the idea is like just just downtown. <laughs> That's Oz almost. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's an empty downtown. Yes. And they shoot at a lot of the same locations like they shoot at the New York Public Library. They shoot at yeah. Coney Island. Uh, they shoot at uh, the Port Authority. Like, yeah, it, it it's not even like it's not even like an, an amalgamation of New York. It's not like a Gotham city kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. New York, but it's not really New York. This is literally New York. It's just empty and the trash cans will eat you. Yes. I, I God. Yeah, so the, the munchkins that she comes across are um, graffiti people, basically. Oh, They're, like, all graffitied onto the wall. Such a and cool her movie. landing, uh, just like in the original, she kills the Wicked Witch. Um, and they all are now freed from their graffitied prison. And they all start coming out. And it's like... It almost feels like you're watching those like New York City like street shows that people put on. Yep. Um, they were like parading around and dancing and singing and doing flips, and it's it's like that really set the tone for me. I was so excited. Oh, it was, and it doesn't really let up. I'll, I will say, I wish uh, uh, all the musical numbers are wonderful, and, and like you said, like uh, the the way it feels like a street performance for for basically every big number is just. It's just, it's just wonderful. I do wish the witches in this had a little more presence. I guess they're not really. Yeah, they're not really. There's not really a villain. I mean, it's a villain, but it's not. You know, they're disposed of rather quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah. The wicked witch is is introduced and then killed off within 15 minutes. Exactly. It's like okay. Huh. Yeah. 
but whatever. Yeah, they introduced her a little bit late, I think, into the plot. I was but... surprised by that, but yeah. maybe maybe yeah. that's just expectations. Yeah. I think the the environment. I know it's like it's a hacky thing to be like New York City is actually a character here, but <laughs> the environment I think in this is more frightening than the environment in the original Wizard of Oz. I mean, like yeah. No, the horror is done really well here. Yes. Um, the subway scene, the surreal the subway imagery is there the is just yes. the so, best. So <laughs> we'll, we'll skip ahead a little bit to that because um, that was fucking awesome. Yes, it was. They're, they're in the subway underground waiting for a train, basically. And um, you know those stairwells in the subways that lead up and there's like a, a door that they would lock during the night or whatever? They try to escape when a strange figure comes down. And the doors get shut right in front of their faces by, like, nothing, essentially. And mm-hmm. the subway begins to literally come alive. They're locked down there. The garbage cans, like you said, start growing teeth and start trying to eat them. Those puppets and that the guy drops that grow and come after them. Oh, God. It's like, terrible. And then for me, for me, was Dorothy's all alone and the pillars holding up the subway <laughs> begin to break free from the ground and ceiling and come after her just these walking pillars it was really fucking good yeah this movie does capture how terrifying it can be to be in new york city sometimes yeah. especially yeah. at night i mean yes. it's it's terrifying being at a subway past like 10 o'clock you know uh, especially if you're alone and like there's no one around i mean th- that is the thing about new york there's a comfort in a lot of people being around you, you're constantly surrounded. It's a very lonely uh, thing, but uh, it's but it's the weirdest thing when that's. And I know they say the city never sleeps, but there are hours where it's significantly quieter, right? And it is the weirdest thing. It's it's Oof. bad. Yeah. It's really bad. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people complain about the noise, but actually, yeah, the noise is is the comforting part of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there just this concept essentially that Dorothy goes to a New York City with no one in it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's, that's that's that is terrifying on its surface, and so I think like that operates more as the villain of the movie. You know, it's it, you don't necessarily need the, the the witch's presence is looming over this, um, but it's it's really about a young woman having to venture into the world, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, the, it's it's done excellently mm. here. Mm. It's a top ten subway scene, by the way. Yeah, I like a good subway scene. Sure, number one being American Wolf <laughs> in London. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. There's a little connection there with John Landis and Thriller and stuff like that. So there you go. I got a great subway scene. Oh, yeah? What is it? Shame. <laughs> For different reasons, but that, that one's extraordinary. Great one. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's up there. That's up there. Subway scenes. The, what am I saying? The best is Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. It's not so much the movie. It's more, you know, their their personality. Yes. Yeah. I love the American Werewolf in London. Although the shame thing is that one's kind of haunting. It's a good one. Uh, 48 Hours has a great subway scene. Yes. Are we doing this now? Is this what we're doing? I, we're ranking I, subway scenes? What hell is wrong yeah, with you guys? Dude. Oh. What is wrong with you guys? Sorry. <laughs> Listen, why, why have a podcast if we can't do shit like this with it, okay? We need to get to the bottom of this, Nick. Come on. I, what point is there of having a podcast if we can't do this? Just the other night, Nico and I are on a, on a call, and we're talking about... <laughs> 
how we want to make the show tighter and better. Yeah, streamline it. Yeah, that's right. We gotta, Tighten be, that we gotta shit be more up. focused. Tell and then over here, he's like, man, the top 10 subway scenes. <laughs> what are you fucking... I still have a few. Now that you mentioned, I got a bunch. I got well taking a Pelham one, two, three. Taking a Pelham one, two, three. The entire thing is a subway scene. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has a good one. Um, I got. I don't remember that one. Oh, I'm sure one. one of the Spider Mans has something. Yeah, there's probably a few. <laughs> oh, um, French Connection. Uh, well, Elevated Train. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, no, there's a subway scene, right? Right, where he's going after the guy, and he like slips into the tube, and then he slips out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, isn't a good, it? that's a good scene. And then he waves goodbye. I got one. Oh, what is it? Collateral. Ooh, oh, the ending. Ah, oh, it's so good. Fuck yes, dude. so good. Cruise on the subway. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess you could say the ending of Carlito's Way. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. subway station more than anything, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good. Oh, John Wick Chapter 2. Great one. Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty. Oh. Predator 2. Come on. Great one. Predator yes. fucking 2. Oh, the lights <laughs> flickering and that shit. That one's the best. <laughs> uh, King of New York. Mm, Kim, yeah. Two great subway scenes in King of New York. Uh, disguise the king. Disguise the king. Disguise the king. How do we define a subway exactly? Uh, train underground. How loose? Uh, train underground? Okay. Yeah. I wanted to know how loose we could get with this. Wait, subway restaurants? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we, we go I was going to say, are we transitioning to the sandwich shop now? If you're in a submarine, is that... Ooh, there we go. Uh, Vulture says that After Hours has a great subway scene. I don't remember the subway scene in that. I don't remember it either. Can't so be that great. Can't be that great. There's a good one in Dress to Kill. Uh, oh, yeah. Good one in Dress to Kill. It's creepy. Uh, yeah, Dress to Kill. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Anyway, now that we've settled that issue, we are you satisfied <laughs> with that? Oh, no, no, we gotta, we gotta do a bracket now. We have to, we yeah, have to make a list of all these brackets. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one, though. This one, add this to the pantheon. <laughs> Subway scenes. <and laughs> yeah. <movies. laughs> totally into it. Um. Yeah. So you know, you know the story of the Wizard of Oz, right? Dorothy goes to Oz and she gets the slippers. Here are their crystal slippers, like in the original book. Um, Is that right? Yeah, crystal slippers. They no, weren't they're, ruby. They're they're not crystals. No. What are they? They're silver slippers. Silver slippers. Sorry. Bring me the silver slippers. Silver slippers. Uh, my favorite Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, team name. Okay. You know what? <laughs> What's crazy is I was going to make you know I was I was going to make a Legends of the Hidden Temple joke earlier and I didn't. When you mentioned when you mentioned the the wizard's big face, I was thinking of I was trying to look up Olmec. Olmec. I was trying to look up his name earlier because I was like I wanted to make the joke and then it was too late. That's the funny. purple monkeys. Oh, Jesus. Great uh, uh, dance number, by the way, uh, at the base of the World Trade Center. That was really cool. Nice to see. I uh, hate seeing the World Trade Center in movies. Yeah. Don't like it. Big pet peeve. I don't blame the filmmakers for t- including <laughs> the World Trade Center. They really should have been more careful about that they one. Really I mean, they really should have predicted that one. They should have big fucking... <laughs> they really... Guys, come on. Look at them. <laughs> I mean, it's so distracting, though. So distracting. What are you talking about? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being a dick. There's a continuity error. Yeah. I noticed in this you movie. Know, it's 
like that sh- that shot in 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 uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man. You can see the reflection of the World Trade Center in his eyes. That's just is a big pet peeve. It just doesn't work anymore. That's, That's that shot. A good point. Are your cats okay? What's happening over here? Uh, he is uh, freaking the fuck out because daylight savings time means he gets fed an hour later than he wants to. So he's losing his goddamn mind. My dogs were very confused. Very confused. Yeah. My cat's just chilling. Look at this cat. <laughs> just vibing. My cat's behind Adam right now. She's been watching the entire show. and She's just like... Long time listener, first time caller. That exactly. cat is just out. <laughs> first time clawer. Uh, Boo. Wow. <laughs> Be more funny. I don't have the button. <laughs> uh, I got it somewhere here. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, that works. That's fine. <laughs> Let's see. What else did I want to bring up here? Um, so there was a scene towards the end with the Good Witch of the South singing to Dorothy and telling her, you know, you can go home. Everything you ever needed was with you the whole time. Uh, the entire scene, very distracting to me at least, was a bunch of floating babies. I thought the same thing. Yes. Just, just human babies floating. Yes, it was very weird. In like a celestial sky. But like, I'm fairly certain they were real ass babies. Yeah. At least some of them. And it was was in Michael Jackson's writer. (laughs) Was it? It was part of the, you know, part of his contract. Yeah, that I makes need sense. F- Ch- children on set at all times. I need yeah, yeah. Fifty strung up babies. Yeah, just to hung. Just I to can't hug, perform hug if there shit. aren't children. Right. If you want me to perform, I need children. Heal the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the contract, man. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally makes sense. <laughs> What's the name of Michael Jackson's chimpanzee? Uh, oh, I thought you meant his son blanket. <laughs> Was it Bobo? Bobo, I think it might have been Eddie Murphy's uh, impression. God, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Eddie, don't go in there. Don't go in there. He's mad. Don't go in there. <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. Bubbles the chimp. Shit. <laughs> Which, like, of course it is, right? <laughs> bubbles. Of course dude. it's bubbles. Oh, good God. <laughs> Uh, let's see what other things were there. Uh, oh, there was a whole strip club sequence. Yeah. What was that about? I loved it. Yeah, it was like old Times square, essentially. It was nice. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, for a lot, kind of racy for a G-rated movie. I would, yeah, I thought so too, yeah. You know, there were some kind of scary sequences, and I thought everything in the sweatshop in particular, we should, we should say, by the way, the, the Wicked Witch of the West here. Uh, is is the owner of a sweatshop, and I think there's a there's a visual gag that's like sweatshop produces sweat. Um, they like make sweat at the sweatshop, <laughs> and like she has workers on a chain gang essentially, and she's mm. whipping them. And it's a very obvious metaphor for slavery. And when mm. Dorothy lets mm-hmm. them free, it's like this very there's a whole musical number about we've been saved, and it's this whole emancipation kind of thing. But that's yeah. pretty intense for a G rated movie. Yeah, no one's gonna no no one at well, the that age is going to get it, but it was well done. Yeah, also, yeah. To- well, tonally, that scene was a little weird, only because, like, it, understanding the context, I was like, yeah, but there, there was an emotional part where I was just kind of like, all right, so she, this, this woman is murdered, and then immediately after is a, like, dance party. Yes. 
It, it everybody just strips over. naked and starts dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Everybody, everybody gets yeah. naked and they're all dancing naked. really. It, just, it felt a little like, okay. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I loved that. Oh, shit, I dude. loved it. It was, it was, it was interesting. I was having a grand old time. How about when her fingers bend back when she like goes oh! for the Oh, yeah, that was a great little visual. Yeah. Oh, I love how her, awful. Her, her throne is just a toilet, too, by the way. That, right. That was really funny. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is very on the nose and like clearly trying to say something about, you know, like the black experience or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, it works. I, I, I love that. It scene. really works. I yeah. thought it was pretty horrifying what they did to the scarecrow and um, the Tin Man. Oh, yeah. Like, really? Like, especially. Like, oh, the so- torture? Oh, my God. They, they the sawed torture? the scarecrow in half. It was the fact that they did it and he didn't react to it that made it all the worse. I was like, oh, no. And then they crushed the Tin Man with like a flattening iron. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I'm hollow. <laughs> I Bro. have no heart. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. Uh, we didn't mention that uh, Michael Jackson was wearing a Reese's peanut butter cup wrapper on his nose. That is true. Yes. Reese's. <laughs> you want to do this now? Yes. Want to do another 10 minutes on Reese's versus Reese's? It's Reese's. I would love to. <sighs> Nick, I've been chastised about this in the past. Because I say Reese's Pieces. <laughs> just no, yeah. Nico. It does no. I got a lot of hate for this on a YouTube video once. The comment section was just flooded oh, with people crazy. being like, it's Reese's Pieces, you moron. You communist. You uh, you uncultured <laughs> swine. Those pieces of shit. Those, <laughs> how dare they? I'm with you, though. I think it's Reese's. It, I mean, it's not, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Like I don't the, want to. This is like Zach. If you remember, you, you guys remember Zach? I, uh, you recall? Come again? Come again? We, we had a guy a uh, long time ago. Long, I know it's been a while. Long Zach? time ago, there was a guy named Zach. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was on this show. And he like. Long time ago. He like hosted the show? Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> he we participated. Let him, we let him speak on mic? We let someone we else We shared speak? a mic. We shared a mic. <laughs> we certainly. I don't know if he ever had his own mic. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure he made oh, wow. far. I don't think he made it that far in the run. Actually, I'm sure right now he would be like, oh, I had a mic. <laughs> it was this mic. And he'll know exactly which fucking mic That's it was. a pretty good Zach impression. I have. Um, <laughs> but back I, in the day, Zach used to always... I'm going to interrupt you, Adam. I got to oh, finish, okay. finish my thought. Yeah, let, he used to always go, finish. <laughs> the guy who made the, the thing says it's GIF, not GIF. Right. Fuck that. Yeah, like... At a certain care. point, words are no longer yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just made up things that stand for other things. It's kind of like the phrase, you know, anytime it's like, well, this begs the question. And then someone corrects you. Actually, begging the question is a is a logical fallacy. It's not a fucking doesn't mean to ask a question. What you're looking for is this brings up the question. And I'm like, fuck off. The beg the question means the same thing. Like, it, it, these things are evolving, man. Language evolves. Yeah, kill two stones. We're just talking about totally, Nick. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Just talking about pronouncing a fucking word. God damn it! You're gonna have to make your pieces with this, Adam. Jesus Christ, that one didn't really work. I guess Reese Witherspoon is not her name. Reese, (laughs) but Reese without her spoon. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) There we go. <laughs> oh shoot. 
There yeah. We go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what else was there. Oh, I wanted to mention. I want to talk about the prior thing. So they they make the wizard obviously a shyster in this one, like he is in the original. Um, but they make him a corrupt politician. Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. They make him, or not even corrupt, like a failed politician. Um, failed everything. He just sucks. Right. He, he ran as the uh, yeah. dog catcher. Yeah. Apparently, that's an <laughs> yeah. elected office in yeah. in Brooklyn or whatever. Um, he's from he's from New Jersey, Atlantic City. Oh, of course, Atlantic City. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, I I kind of appreciated in this movie, and it it they kind of they hint at this in Return to Oz, and we we talked about it briefly on the last show, but. They make the Emerald City kind of a shallow, tacky, gaudy, disgusting place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is what the place would look like if it was run by a corrupt politician. You know, it, it like, it, it, it reminded me a lot of, uh, in Back to the Future Part 2, Biff becomes, like, the Donald Trump figure oh, in the city. and kind of looks like it, too. Yeah, he creates kind of, like, this dystopian empire with his gambling winnings. Um, and... Like I, I love how they sort of comment on on fashion at the time and how like oh yeah you know New York fashion yeah sure and Joel Schumacher we haven't even mentioned his name yet but Joel oh, God, Schumacher for, wrote this movie totally forgot about that uh, he had a lot of connections with the New York fashion scene in the late seventies early eighties uh, and you know used some of those connections to design the costumes and that scene is clearly heavily inspired by the sort of the shallow gaudiness. Of the late 70s um, fashion scene. And how everyone there, they're just followers. There's that, that great musical number where Pryor over the loudspeaker goes, Green is dead, the new color is red. And he's mm. just changing his mind on a whim. And everyone kind of follows. I, I love that idea that Emerald City is not an aspirational place. But kind of this dystopian hellhole where everyone worships this false god, you know. Well, it's a, it's a clever modern spin on what is sort of the same idea. Yeah, more or less, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, but the in the original though, Emerald City is an Eden, like it's a paradise sure. and it's but a place that you'd want to stay. I guess my point there are ver- it, it hints in in a way because of the wizard himself that the Emerald City isn't necessarily all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, and there are adaptations that portray it as sort of a, a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So that's always something that's been uh, in the periphery of Wizard of Oz adaptations and stories and whatnot. So this is just a a, a, a clever version of those ideas that I liked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, overall, I mean, this movie takes, like, every bit of the original Wizard of Oz story and kind of turns it on its head, but it's it's really effective. It's a better version of what we just did, because yeah. <laughs> that other one's kind of doing the same thing, just not as well. Really badly, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think it's fair to even compare this movie to the original Wizard of Oz. I think it's just, like, a really great, like, point-counterpoint or a sort of, mm. uh, uh, I don't know, I mean, I guess reimagining, but... It's. I think it's great. It's a great thing to watch in addition to the original Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's, it's become like, its own thing. I mean, like at yeah. the time, it kind of bombed, and the c- critics were mixed on it. Siskel and Ebert really liked it, but in general, it was kind of seen as a a lame imitation. And I think Lamette kind of got raked over the coals for this one too, because he, mm. as you said, shoots it in a very matter of fact, realistic yeah. way. And Lamette is one of the great New York filmmakers of all time. Like, it, there are very few people that understand like the vibe of New York City, particularly in that era. And he is a pioneer in that whole like subgenre. Um, 
but that doesn't necessarily lend itself to musical. No. And it's it's just it's not very colorful, it's not very vibrant. I like the cinematography, but it it's it's just not a widescreen technicolor kind of experience. And I think a lot of people saw it as kind of um I don't know, muted and 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 uh and and too gray, I guess. It kind of reminded me though of the original in that way. What do you mean? Because the original, look, the actual look of the original, I mean, the technology was, what, 40 years earlier? Yeah. It kind of, the movie kind of looks old, even for its time. That's my... Oh, I see. There's there's some cinematic, like, well, in terms of the way they stage the 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 dance numbers and sort of the matter-of-factness with the camera. Like, there there's a, I don't know what you call that, but, like, the camera style back then was not nearly as flashy as it is now you know right. it's not it's not like you know i guess a good comparison it's like you know the uh, you know a modern day west side story looks like what spielberg did and it's it's gorgeous but sydney lamette is closer to what victor fleming was doing yes funny enough or closer to the yeah yeah the original west side story. exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah i mean it, it yes you guys are both right in the sense that it it is an it is an adaptation of a theatrical production and it is shot a lot of wides. Like there's that scene where Diana Ross and Michael Jackson are dancing on the yellow brick road that that just becomes goes. a bridge, yeah. and it's yeah, kind of like this endless thing. And uh, the camera just holds there; it yeah. just watches them kind of flail their arms and dance around and stuff. Um, there's very little directing going on. Yeah, at, and at times, particularly in the the um, the square at the World Trade Center, where it's just a static shot with the people just walking you know at the corner of the frame it's kind of an interesting shot but sometimes it feels like a like a live recording in that way yes you're just stumbled upon it and we're just watching footage of this this performance that ha- that's happening in front of us doesn't necessarily feel like uh you know i don't know it doesn't feel like a traditional movie yeah so yeah uh but i yeah i think he does perfectly fine it did get nominated for four oscars uh best cinematography best art direction best costume design and original score uh quincy jones is also a name we should bring up he he did the score here um and quincy jones of course one of the the iconic figures in motown music the producer of the three big michael jackson albums um and he uh he does a pretty good job here i love I was gonna say it's 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 important to note that this is a remake essentially or a a a read adaptation of an original musical with completely original music yes and it's good music so that's like that's you don't see that no it is kind of very you just don't yeah Yeah. um yeah we can uh, do we really have to go into the themes here i mean they're all kind of there for you there's this idea of emancipation and slavery Mm -hmm. and uh again like this movie because they age up the the character a little bit and change the setting and change obviously the the race of everyone cast uh it becomes a story about sort of like black perseverance and mm-hmm. and um you know the struggles of city life uh there was some stuff about like the great migration which was you know this movement that happened in in the wake of world war 1 where um you know the suburbs started getting built up and black folks were forced sort of out of those areas and and sent north and that that's always been like a thing in in um 
you know, in black history is this idea of like north is where freedom is, but it's also where danger is because you have to hit the road and danger awaits you along the way. Well, the sweatshop uh, thing, too, sort of like in a way uh, subtly sort of criticizes the um, uh, Industrial Revolution with yes. some of its imagery. Yeah. So. But this idea of like a black woman uh, having to run home essentially and danger awaits her on the way i mean there's there's slavery connotations to that there's the great yeah. migration con- connotations and um all that stuff is there and it's, it is very obvious no question um but i think for like a for a, a, a specifically a black viewer of a certain generation of a certain age when they see it it's not like right in your face is like a, a history lesson no, i mean no. this is something that uh, a lot of black kids growing up watched as their version of Wizard of Oz, essentially. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that that shit is all there, you know? Yeah. I also think well. the the term obvious kind of implies that it's, like, very in-your-face. And just to reiterate, like you said already, um, it's it's only obvious in the sense that you can tell the intent. Yes. So it's it's a... Obvious in a good way. Well, obvious doesn't also doesn't necessarily mean stupid. There's there are cases to, right. to that where where I think that that can be the case. But you know it it can be you know I, I I always talk about South Park. South Park's ideas are very 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 obvious, but that doesn't mean they're stupid at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I also think it's kind of cool that you can play all the same notes of that original movie and find all of this other subtext in it. It's we, great. We, yeah. we just did a podcast about Dracula on, mm. on the movie Hall of Fame last <laughs> yeah, week. We did. And we were talking about Werner Herzog's Nosferatu in relation to the original silent film Nosferatu. Uh, I know, podcast listeners, you're probably fucking shaking your boots just thinking about the idea of Adam and I discussing Werner Herzog and Nosferatu. I know. Uh, but uh, Isn't there a new Nosferatu coming out? Okay. Yes. Yeah, there is. I mean, like, this is... This is how we're going to make the big bucks one day, you know? Like, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. strike it gold. <laughs> fucking talking about these topics on a pod um we got to get Werner on here yeah but uh it's so funny like that movie is kind of a shot for shot remake but it's so different it's so different. it's just how you play the notes and I know, that's exactly that's how I feel about this movie mm-hmm. uh anything else guys about the whiz it's a you pleasant know, surprise I loved it honestly yeah I kind of loved it yeah I really liked it as well I I just think I it it felt like it ended without resolution a little bit you know how like this whole idea that she was supposed to uh learn to not be afraid to go out into the world right yes we don't ever really get that resolved when she goes back home i was kind of expecting something along the lines of like maybe i will try to go work at the high school instead of the elementary school or maybe i will go south of 125th street or right you know and i don't know maybe it works that it doesn't give us that because you know, the answer was with you the whole time kind of sure. message. Maybe but, you're right, yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. You need a, like, I, a, like an epilogue, almost. She doesn't even really go home, <laughs> like, no. at the end of the movie. It, it ends with her singing about going home as she's clicking her shoes together, and then it just ends, you know? Right. Uh, But it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not like it, like it, it doesn't end, it's not like a wet blanket of an ending, no, no, no. But I see how. And I'm could... not. I'm certainly not asking for the movie to be longer. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. It's so. It's it, it for for a musical like this for an adaptation of Wizard of Oz. It's it's pretty long. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, but it's so much fun. It's what so much what fun. about Michael Jackson's little quote? 
Um, he pulls out a final quote and he goes, success, fame, and fortune, they're all illusions. All there is, or all there is that is real is the friendship that two can share. I just felt like Michael Jackson was talking about his own life. Like, I felt like that was actually a Michael Jackson, like, just being like, I'm fucking miserable. Guys, help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. That was an improv line right there. <laughs> that was like, that. damn, we didn't write that. Yeah, yeah, you did not write that. I, I did love that the Scarecrow had, like, you know, fortune cookie platitudes or whatever. That was clever. Yeah. Like, the, the, the movie asks, like, okay, what is the Scarecrow actually stuffed with? You know, is it just straw or is it like newspaper clippings? And if there are newspaper cl- clippings, what would be on them? You know, and I kind of like that he he doesn't have a brain, but he can pull all of these little like witticisms. Well, that's out the, of him. It's he he's got like the garbage version of wisdom in him. But so what does that represent? Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, fortune cookies or like, right. well, the idea too that like knowledge too. is more yeah. valuable than intelligence, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Or maybe right. they're one and the same. Yeah. Uh yeah there there we go good movie like it a lot yeah I think this is kind of a fun little subtopic uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz yeah yeah I think so November of Oz pretty good what's next though <laughs> what are we doing next are well, we doing next are we I, doing Oz the Great and Powerful I yeah. think we got to do that next I was gonna say though like we're recording this on Monday uh November seventh this is coming out on November 9th by now you will know if there is an Oz in the Capitol building. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe we'll probably know, right? Oh unless, God! Unless that race is really. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, really boy. it's the month of Listen, Oz, maybe. guys. Uh, we weren't just picking this topic for it's the a- SEO. <laughs> oh God! Purposes certainly. Oh, no, you're looking at Pennsylvania. We're not. We're not doing that. But and- next week we are gonna do. Um, we are gonna do Wizard of Oz: Return to Pennsylvania Midterms Edition. Yes. Right. The musical. <laughs> I kind of want to comb through the archives and like watch old Dr. Oz episodes and just kind of see where he stands on like homeopathic medicine, you know, just kind of see where one of our great medical minds is on some of the hot button issues of today. Layla, that guy. you want to get the hell out of here? <laughs> Don't talk to my cat like that. Don't talk to my cat without asking my permission. <laughs> I can't believe Dr. Oz is going to be in the Senate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, Happy November of Oz. That's what I say. <laughs> Maybe he'll lose. I don't know. Uh, let's play a game, shall we? Eh. <laughs> hey, we won't. That's fine. I'm starting to... to, to yeah, I, I kind of want to think of a new bit. Let's kill the bit. I'm a little, Can we kill it today? I'm a little, Can we just do Michael Jackson and call it? Have we Can not this be the final? Yeah. We not done Michael Jackson? Can we do Dr. Oz? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's do Dr. Oz. Uh, all, right, all right. The real Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Oz, as we well know, has many homes in New Jersey. <laughs> um, maybe like one in Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> Isn't he like Armenian or something? I don't fucking know, dude. He's Mehmet. like an What's Armenian fake doctor <laughs> who doesn't live in the state he's running for Senate in. Like, it's funny. It's, it's I don't understand. Uh, I mean, we could do Diana Ross too, but I think it's funnier if we do Doctor Oz. <laughs> okay. Okay, Doctor Mehmet Oz. Uh, one dollar. Okay. Going low. I like the price is right strategy. That's yes. good. Net worth of Drew Carey, Nick, is uh, 
10,000 Doge coins. 10,000 French 10,000 stolen ballots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> What's the next bit? We really got to think of another bit. I totally this. agree. I'm, I'm uh, kind of I will say it. Dr. Oz. Like, it's so fucking dumb. Like, we're doing, we're doing a movie podcast, and we're ending with, like, what is the fucking candidate in Pennsylvania? We got to think of something <laughs> movie-related. What's his net worth? Um, How about next time we do best subway scenes? <laughs> I think we need to do more lists, personally. Because uh, I say lists. the internet doesn't have enough lists. And movie podcasts, in particular, don't have enough lists. <laughs> is that what you think? I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right, Nico. I, I don't think I've ever seen another list ever on the internet. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Dr. Oz is probably worth like 30 mil, maybe. 30. Dude, syndicated TV pays the big bucks. One dollar. Right, two million. <laughs> One smackaroon dollar. Yep. All right. The uh, net worth. It's probably going to be like eight or ten. Dr. Oz. Three cents. Uh, Turkish American cardio. cardio- Cardiothoracic? Cardiothoracic? All right, I'm sure there's a decent subsect of people that are going to be offended that I said he's Armenian or whatever. I don't know politics <laughs> of that region of the world, so sorry, whatever, I guess. <laughs> that's that's the best apology you're going to get out of me for that my one. Fi- my fiance is Armenian. <laughs> Fun fact. My, my dad's Armenian. That's fine. <laughs> $200 million for Dr. Whoa. Oz! Holy shit. Whoa. The next fucking senator from Pennsylvania. <laughs> there he is. 200 million. What the fuck? Yep. I should correct Damn. that. Abby, Abby is not Armenian. She's a Syrian. She's a Syrian. That's right. Yeah. Did you get the race of your girlfriend wrong? Your fiance wrong? No. Man, that's going to take some getting used to. Yeah. A Syrian. Yes. I By the time you get myself. used to it, it'll be wife. It'll be wife. <laughs> that's I know. True. <laughs> it's like when you write like the new year down on paper. Yeah, you, you oh, keep yeah. using the old year. And <laughs> get that. Get before that extra, you know it, it's October. Get that extra point wrong in the test. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was fun. We talked subways. We talked Michael Jackson. We roped around with politics at the end. It's great. I like the list idea for like coming up with like best <laughs> <laughs> best sub like something obscure that we found in the movie. Okay, I think I, I agree with that. I think more lists. Maybe it, maybe it takes the place <laughs> of the Dave draft. You know, maybe we come with lists and people vote on the best one. The J- we're keeping the Dave draft, but that's like a special thing every once in a while. I think. Right. Yeah. That's like a quarterly thing. Yes. Uh, I kind of like the idea of a list. Let's try that. Let's come up with an obscure topic that relates to the movie that we're doing next week. But we have to do it like on the fly? No, I think maybe we, we do a little homework. I know that requires some oh. preparation. <laughs> and that's really tough for some homework? listeners. Or homework. some hosts of this podcast. Nico, I've never done homework once in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll think about it. Bits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they pay us the big bucks. Sounds like a great idea, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm so thrilled to work with you two. <laughs> Nick, aren't you happy we had that phone call the other day where we're like, let's it fucking was, uh, tighten this shit opening. up? Yeah. <laughs> it was eye-opening. I think we came away being like 45-minute episodes. And now we're at an hour what? and a half. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. What? 
Gotta turn the fat <laughs> off this. We had a whole meeting. I had a like, uh, document written up and shit. Holy shit. I would not have said a word through that meeting because I'm like, you guys are fools. That Best ha- movies with a printer in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Best movie where the characters wear green. Ooh. <laughs> no. That's no. not a good idea. <laughs> Green characters. Here we go. It's Yoda, and that's it. Five, five. Well, don't spoil the bit. Mike Wazowski. Stop. Everybody, stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. Green characters. Stop. All right. Next week, we're talking. Return to Oz. Hopefully, Doctor Oz will not be in office, or maybe it will. I don't care what your politics are. Doctor Oz will be in office by next week, and we're talking. Uh, what is it? Uh, Oz the Great wins, and Powerful. He's not in office until January. You're right. Guy. Oz the Great and Powerful. Yes. And we're gonna rank the best green characters of all time. <laughs> Fucking great podcast, everyone. Okay. Until next time, you've all been so very, very naughty. Uh, I'm naughty. naughty. naughty.